this week we can have an amazing episode, um, a bonus episode, a consulting call with Ani Sanal, also known as Ani Hustle. So you get an inside look of what it looks like for me to be able to go through my business journey, entrepreneurship journey, and be able to get a little a sneak peek of me asking somebody else that is older and who's walked the path some questions. So hopefully you guys get some free game great information, and you can apply it to your life. So you already know what to do. Like, comment, subscribe, and tap in. Great. Um, man, um, no, honestly, this really means a lot. Like, because uh, I'm, you know, I'm do- I'm trying to, like, document everything. Um, sure. Like, this is my sure. journey because I do have a podcast and whatever, and, um, like, you are, like, somebody that I look up to, you, J.H., Gary, whatever, all these people, so... It's like crazy that hey, get a chance to chop it up with you for thirty minutes. Very dope. Very dope. Um, so basically, yeah. So what I'm about um, currently, I'm 21 years young um, at Baylor University. I'm a neuroscience and theater arts double major with an entrepreneurship minor. Um, I thought I was going to be a doctor. Um, I'm a first gen. I'm like definitely res- resonate with your stuff because I love the first generation American story because that's my story as well. Uh, family from sure. Zimbabwe. Um, you know, parents divorced, but they still talk a little bit. So I'm, I'm the eldest, I'm the oldest son of an immigrant as well. So that's why I'm like, I really love the stuff that you're doing. So I thought I was going to be a doctor, but I love acting and I love entertainment and all that stuff. Um, and so I decided I'm jumping in that space. Um, so basically what I did is I started because this past summer, um, I was applying to a bunch of internships and jobs, but I've always got rejected. So I'm like, you know what? Um, it's just time to build my own. Like I'm tired of this. So, um, <laughs> so started a multimedia company, an internet uh, production company. So Campus Cuts is the podcast. That's the thing. Then after that, um, I wrote a book. So that's print media. Um, what else? What else do I got? You know, retail. That's the, the main income flow. Um, iconic luxury streetwear. So that's like you know, clothing, whatever. Um, so I'm trying to take the, I'm trying to take the elements of Dame Dash. Um, what, what do you call it? Dame Dash, Devon Franklin, Childish Gambino, um, and just try to like make it my own, but like just me, right? Sure. And, and JH. Sure. So, you know, I do public speaking. I got selected. I'm doing, giving a TED Talk in the spring. Congrats. Uh, thank you so much, California State University Fullerton. But now, right. um, so basically what I'm doing is um, I know the path that I want to get to, but it's um, I'm still a little fuzzy on like what kind of actionable, tangible steps and how to continue to increase, you know, cash um, revenue for the business, and then continue to expand. Um, I recently applied for the Google Podcaster program because you know all my everybody used to say like you're everywhere, like you don't focus. But I'm like, no, I know where I want to go. But I think the podcast is going to be my point of leverage. And if I get selected for that um, Podcaster program um, in September, uh, I think they're going to help with funding, marketing, producing because I've done an independent um, indie. Um, over 60,000 plays before it got shut down by Anchor. <laughs> uh, a little, got and ran into like a, they, they flagged it for copyright because I used one Nipsey song and that, that it was kind of, it was crazy how long it took. But so I'm starting from zero again, but how am I able to create using creativity in a way that's going to continue to establish community um, and continue to resonate with people, right? Um, and then so, yeah. Okay. Um, give me a little bit about, so is your end goal to be a personality and a personal brand that touches people through different 
mediums? Is it to have a business that you are running, which, you know, kind of ties all that together? Where, where do you see yourself in terms of like, when you think about your end goal, is it more about you? Is it more about something that you're building outside of obviously a media company that's associated with everything that you're building? Right, right. Um, it's more about like the end goal is more about people. But I know that before I do that, I have to start with me, right? So I got to continue to establish my own personal brand in order to continue to leverage that to do them, you know, give back, do what I can. Now. So recently, what I've been doing is like I've been doing giveaways. So I'm giving like you know first you know money and as well as like you know, my merch and then as well as like you know using um, my clothing line was able to get revenue of ten thousand dollars after you know after like George Floyd and like I was really inspired like okay. I have this platform. I have this clothing company. How can I be able to use sure. that um, as a way, like, use my monetary funds? So just build up the funds. One hundred percent was donated to different organizations or whatever, right? So, right, cool. um, yeah. I hope that answers your question. Yeah. So I think for you, you know, think about you know who do you speak to? Because for you, the the goal here is if you can reach all the people that think like you and, and need to have someone who represents the things you represent speak to them, right? Yeah. That's what's going to fuel your growth. So again, you know, if you know me a little bit, I'm, I'm really uh, centered in this idea of community being the, the core of how brands grow in this new era. Right. So it used to be technology and advertising that used to grow brands. And I think there's still an element of that naturally. But it's my honest opinion that it's all about community that that drives these these type of long that drives longevity of brands. And if you look at you know some of some of the most notable brands that have survived, whether it's a brand like Nipsey Hustle, whether it's a brand like Pierre Mons, or you know things that are really like taking shape right now in culture. Right. A lot of it is because of their focus on community. Right. You know, and I think that. Uh, what you're seeing now is a lot of these blue chip brands try to reverse engineer a sense of community. So they're trying to hack, you know, how can we create community? And a lot of it is not genuine because that's not where they started. They started from a, a point of how do we profit off these people? Right. Now they're realizing that, you know, the, the, the way the world, you know, is communicating is shifting and then the way that people consume is shifting. So for you, I think the number one thing you need to do is identify your tribe. You know, yeah. is it um, young people, young immigrants, first generation kids, ages 16 to 22, you know, whatever it is, you need to kind of get granular, take some surveys of the people that currently consume your content, go back and contact the people that bought your merch and just learn a little bit more about them, right? What, what other brands do they wear? What TV shows do they watch? What do we, what do they consume outside of, you know, outside of the internet? What are the different touch points? And the more you learn about your community, the more you're going to be able to tailor your content to speak to their needs. Right. Right. And, and once you're able to do that, what you do is you build a real tribe and by delivering value to them over time in, in a bunch of different ways, you're also able to create more opportunities to monetize from that. Right. So, um, you know, in my case, a lot of the things that I do now are amplified by the sense, by, by the 
a lot of things I do now, like owning a cafe and, and having that be, you know, this, this really like this hub for culture. Right. Um, from the work that I do on the, on the creative agency side, even how I raise funds for my real estate investment fund, a lot of it is because of what I represent as a person and as a personal brand, right? My values and and my story shone through in terms of all of, you know, in terms of the content I produce and, and all of that, all of that thing. And I think what that does is it then creates credibility for other businesses that you own. Right. So you got to think about, you know, if you're, if you're delivering the podcast consistently, and I love the idea of kind of, um, you know, donating and, and doing these giveaways and all of that, but I would, that, to me, a lot of that's just very surface level. Right. I would start digging even deeper. What do people really need right now during this time, right? A lot of people during this time need someone to talk to. They need, you know, some sense of purpose. They need inspiration. They need tactical advice on how to, you know, get out of the situation that they're in now and, and move on to, you know, that next thing in their life. And if you start to tailor content and create solutions for them, right, for your tribe, that's how you're going to succeed. So that's kind of like what I've done on a very small scale because I'll be honest, I spent um, the past, man, I probably spent the past six years 85% focused on my business and 15% focused on my personal brand. Right. I think that if I had taken steps to focus on my personal brand early on, before Instagram became saturated, before you know Twitter became saturated, I think I would have been at a completely different place right now. Right. But for me, you know, it was just like I got to build real businesses that generate revenue more than I need to build myself up. That right. was my opinion at that time. You right. know, so. I spent a lot of time building businesses, and then I spent that little bit of time building my brand, right? So my tagline, the oldest son of an immigrant, or these things that you see are things that I've crafted over the years, but I could do a lot more, you know, on that content side. I could do a lot more doubling down into a first-generation immigrant story. You know, I don't do a podcast. I don't do certain things that I know would be beneficial to me just because it's a bandwidth thing, right? right. So for you, figure out where is your energy best delivering ROI, right? Is it is it the podcast? Is it writing weekly articles? Is it hosting a Zoom happy hour for, for young creatives of color? You know, figure out kind of like what you need to do to tap into the needs of your tribe. And I always tell people, I always tell brands when I'm consulting them, it's like, what you need to do is listen. Them. You know, and I'm, and I'm sure you are listening, but, you know, one thing is like, just invite everyone who bought a t-shirt to a free zoom call, you know, on a Friday and, and just say like, Hey, I want to do a Q and a, or I want to, you know, get some, get some, uh, time for all of us to connect You're all a part of my tribe. You all bought the shirt. We all share a similar you know, mission in, in common. Um, let's talk about, you know, let's talk about how we can activate heading up to a political season. Or let's talk about your business. or let's talk about, you know, and do a Q and a in that way. And, Things like that, that's when you start listening and taking notes like, oh, this is what my community needs. And then you create the content, you create the products, you create the stories that fill the needs of those of those people. Right. Does that, does that look to the question a little yeah, bit? That, that makes so much more sense because, I mean, so the whole basis of my podcast, right, it's called Campus Cuts. Um, and so let me just search up this thing real quick. Um, 
the whole basis of the podcast was Campus Cuts is a so it's an intergenerational multicultural show that brings together students, faculty, and community members from all walks of life to chop it up at the barbershop. Of course, you know, you you know you love black culture, right? So you understand that the the sentiment of the barbershop and how important how it is like for um, black people to have that dialogue, right? But instead, so the whole thing about that was at my school at Baylor, I served as to the government, and I was the diversity and inclusion guy because they thought I was safe, right? <laughs> um, but I want is like, how am I able to create the experience of LeBron James the shop, right? And so where everybody with different perspectives are able to have their voices heard, like that's what I'm really, really big on, right? To be able to continue to understand impact over profit, all this, that, whatever. And so the whole it was like, you know, me interviewing and having different people. And because my whole job was to go on listening tours. And I really think that what you just said about connecting, like having that Zoom happy hour. Um, I was actually supposed to go on like a Zoom happy hour call with Humble the Poet. I love this book. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then after that, I'm like, I never thought about that, about doing that, because I thought I had to continue to have like a, a little bit of a bigger profile, right? But I'm like, wait, no. If it's all about the community and whatever, like, uh, JH told me like, yo, it's just a matter of time before you get big, right? Like, like you, I'm, I'm, he said I'm on the right path. I have the energy, whatever, whatever. Once that TEDx talk comes off, like that should raise it a little bit. If you continue to be yep. consistent and doing all that, then that will continue to happen. But I didn't even think about, oh yeah, let me have a Zoom call. I didn't even think about that because I'm like still kind of stuck on the building the personal sure. brand side. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you an example, man. JH and I launched a clothing brand earlier this year and. It's called Equity Apparel. Yep. One of the things that we did, you know, around the launch was uh, everybody that purchased in the first week was invited to a private Q and A session that him and I hosted, where we just, you know, went through everybody's questions about real estate, so, you know, startup culture, whatever, whatever was on their mind, and people were just like, "Yo, this was so dope." I bought a T shirt and I got like business consultation as well, you know. And so thinking about how that sense of community plays into everything, you know, everything that you do. So if you're, if you're dropping a podcast, you know, there may be a a crucial section of that discussion that you feel like, Hey, this is really important for people to learn about. Go ahead and take that and do like an open survey or create, make that the topic of your zoom session. Right. And, and really like create more dialogue out of the things that you're doing. Cause it seems like you have a very strong sense of, you know, where and why you're creating, which I think is so important. You know, it's not like you're not running a podcast about SaaS product or something that's very, like, self-indulgent. For right. you, you're really, you're running a podcast that's already community-oriented, right? So, right. given that, think about where else you can spread your tentacles. Because what happens nowadays is the way that people consume, you know, content, you're speaking to people who are already subscribed to your podcast, but if you're able to bring in a Q&A session or maybe, you know, a couple other elements to it that are tangential to your podcast, right. now you're speaking to a whole wider demographic of people. Right. You know, and you're speaking, you're going to have people tag you in, you know, people are going to be like, yo, listen to this guy. Um, and you're going to see the spread, you know, and your job, it's like, coronavirus right like you want a high positivity rate how many people does your content touch right so like right now maybe it's spreading to one or two people how can you get that to spread to four or five people you got to create more powerful stuff you know right 
Right. Does that does that kind of get in the same lane of where you're thinking? Yeah, like and and of course you know the book Contagious, right? That yeah. that's exactly what it is. Um, when I had this consulting call with JH, he asked me, "Yo, like, when it comes to like my IG profile, and whatever, like, when he talks to me, he's like, oh yeah, I'm able to see it, but now what you got to do is like, what is your why? Like, I have my big why, but I never had my small why. So like, I was really thinking about it, and I really crafted like." What is my small, um, simple one sentence why? And my why is like Tanaka Taba taps into creative entrepreneurship to develop a world that represents and empowers people through authentic self expression. I'm really okay. like, I that for, for this season is my yep. why. The end goal is to be able to have a multimedia production company that is um, having all different perspectives and that is actually like tangible and like. You know, not like a Netflix or whatever where they like donate money and they try to do this, that, but like mm-hmm. they actually mm-hmm. have that representation. Like, you know, you're talking about, um, you know, I've, I've grown up in a very culturally um, and thoughtfully diverse community around people. I've always been trying to be very intentional about like growing, like what are the, what are the roots of the deep story? I don't want to be no journalist. Like I want to be on TV, act, but also produce and get other people to elevate themselves. Like I'm all about trying to find a way to promote other people or use my platform to continue to share other people's right. content or share, you know, not like never thought about me. Um, okay. know, so that's. Well, right. Yeah. Now I understand a little bit more. I think one thing, and this is something that I, I have to take my own advice as well. Um, I would tell you to niche down. I'm sure you might have even heard this from JH. I would told you, I would tell you to, um, create a narrower, focus because right now your your folk your mission statement though it's right on point is extremely broad right. you know it can apply to a lot of different people in a lot of different ways and a lot of different um you know it, it's a little bit like it sounds a little bit fluffy and i'm just you know keeping it real with you hey, like if that's, i have that's to, if i have to you know give you my mission statement and this is something you know i think about a lot too it's for me it's you know, my job is to educate and empower um, minorities to become business owners in order to create generational wealth. I want to educate black and brown people to start businesses and build real wealth. And that's, that's it, right? So now you know when you hear that, you're like, all right, this guy, is he's about business. He's about um, underrepresented populations and communities. And he's about, you know, wealth. And, 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 you know, kind of like a larger generational purpose, right? For you, you got to niche it down a little bit. So when you, are you a platform for other creators and other people? You want to amplify their voices? Are you a connector? Do you bring together two people on your podcast and do you mediate? Are you a, um, or are you a teacher? Do you, do you give people advice on how they can get better? And those things, though, they all fall on, and those all fall under, the category that you, the, the mission statement that you gave, right? right. But they're so different. Does right. that make sense? Right. Those two things are literally like completely different, right? Like you got Gary V, who is more of an educator. You have, um, I'm trying to think. I mean, you have like a, a Gerard Adams, who's like more of a mediator. Um, and you have, you know, you have plenty of people who play more of like a, um, who play that role of like trying to fix problems, 
right? And, and trying to be a solution-oriented guy. So you got to really focus. You got to focus your. You got to focus your energy on exactly what are you delivering. Right. You know, to me, it seems like you have a little bit more. You're leaning towards more of like you are a platform for. You want to create a platform for other people that think similarly to be able to share their story and inspire somebody else. Is right. that correct? Yeah, like that. That is the end goal. Like that is what, whether if it's going to be documentaries or whatever, whatever, like that type of stuff. Um, that is absolutely. So, but, you know what you so You know what you need is you need you need a home run to put you on the map. But the thing about a home run is it's different. A home run is different from a grand slam. But what I mean by that is you need to create one piece of content, one event, one thing that basically swells in this community that you're trying to reach. You know, it, it basically goes five to ten times bigger than you usually do, right? So it's a podcast episode that gets ten times your usual listens. Or, you know, it's a tweet that goes off or it's, it's, a, um, it's a course that you do that, you know, brings in ten times the amount of people that you typically do. And, and the reason I say that is because what that does is it puts you on a map. It right. puts you on a radar. And, and you seem like a very proactive person. So once you're on the radar, you just follow up, boom, 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 with way more content. You know, and I think that's the type of, um, that's the type of way you should be focusing is like, all right, let me create something. Let me take a little bit of time. I'm doing a lot right now. Let me bring it in. Let me create one Q&A session, one Zoom, you know, community meetup, one thing that really hits. And from there, I got all my episodes coming. I got all these things that, that can follow that. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's like what's kind of like the theme, you know, it's like, I'm already, I mean, of course, you know, there's always room for improvement. But for somebody, like for, this has all happened in the span of like seven months, you know, sure. podcast, you know, boom, like, you know, hitting over like, you know, six figures, like, you know, doing investing or whatever, whatever, boom, like, you know, like writing, dropping a book, whatever, whatever. But I know that it's like, what is that going to put that thing that is going to put me over the edge? I mean, granted, like, you know, I had Russ retweet, like, you know, he said, how has the book helped you? Um, I tweeted like, yo, help me, like, you know, book a TED Talk, whatever, you retweeted me. I got a response from you, got a response from JH, then going, doing the, like, getting him, um, doing a Q&A, doing the same exact thing with you. Okay, cool. Podcast, put that on the podcast. Um, Devon Franklin liking, tweeting, and whatever, saying, yo, when he got his TV deal, um, I was like, yo, congratulations. I'm going to be mentored by you. Like, I'm really big on speaking things into existence, the, like, the secret. And so, like, I know that these are all, like, the chess moves. And, you know, of course, yeah. I, start, I started a course, like, to help people, like, um, to help them with podcasts and whatever. I mean, like, you know, only, like, very few people did, like, bought it. But those few people, when I had that conversation with them, they were like, yo, it's not you actually know a lot, bro. Like, they're like, yo, people are doubting. Like, I know they're like, yo, people are doubting you. They're not really sure. Like, how did you blow up on Instagram? How do you do this? How do you do that? Like, like, did you buy? Did you do whatever? And I was like, no, not really. I'm just doing me. And then it's just like continuing to be consistent. But I know I need that thing that's going to. You need that. And you know what you need? It's, it's a funny uh dichotomy in a sense you need a really niche focus and and something needs to go big with that focus you feel what i'm saying because that is where i think right now you're seeing a little bit of like you're seeing a swell you're seeing the momentum but i think you're very broad right now right and you gotta you gotta just bring it in because what happens 
happens when you're very broad is it doesn't hit people enough. Right. It hits, but it's like, oh yeah, this was cool. Like I've also heard this message elsewhere. But when you get super specific, you talk about a certain group of people, a certain age, or a certain story. When you get super specific, those people are like, oh shit, this hits. I'm gonna share it, you know, to to everybody I know that can relate to it, and that basically creates a larger um, shift in momentum for you as a creator than something that's broad and, and it kind of, you know, goes up but doesn't really go off. Right, right. So, yeah, man, I think, I mean, look, even right now, you're in Tulum, you know, you have, seems like you have a lot of freedom, you know, in terms of, like, how you spend your day. Um, the rest of the world is very unsure, you know, about what they're doing and what moves to make and whatnot. I think there's an opportunity for you to either vlog this or for you to document this, and I know you are doing it in certain ways. You know, I, I'm a creator who has to get inspired. I took a risk. I came out here. Here's how I'm spending my time out here. You know, and you give people, you peel back the layers of, of how you operate and what you do. And I think what people will see is like, oh, this guy, is, he really goes for his. And I respect that. And now I'm inspired to do something else. Let me, let me follow him and see what else he's doing. Does that make sense? It's just basically taking pieces of yourself and, and creating something, um, that's easy to digest for your audience. Right, right. And I mean, you know, like I, I have taken into consideration, I've been doing a little bit of the vlog thing because I realized that there's only so much that like an Instagram, whatever, that's going to showcase. You know, that's why I like, you know, started with YouTube and my friend Ezreal, right. like one of my best friends and, you know, he's helping me with the podcast and whatever. And we're thinking about creating our own show together. It's like the beauty of you is like you are like you – I was telling my friend Nim of this yesterday. I just love to do everything. Like I love. To, I'm not necessarily. I want to be great at everything, but like I know that I'm not a specialist. I'm a generalist, which sucks. I don't like leaving myself. But sure. I'm a generalist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that's a good. That's a good piece of self awareness. Yeah, for and, sure. And and so I'm like, even though I'm a generalist, the thing is, I may not know everything. I may not be specifically, but I'm pretty well. I mean, for my age, I'm pretty well versed, and I like to be knowledgeable. But it's my tenacity my hunger, but also my curiosity that continues to help me like build and be able to reach out to older people, younger people, and, and just continuing to learn. Right? For sure. Yeah, for and sure. so it's like he said that even though it might be you look like you're everywhere, I see the vision and it's so good that you're doing the podcast because it shows like your essence of you being like a quote like a renaissance 100%. man. 100%. And like it's nuancing well, detail. Right. I'm gonna tell you how to answer that question if people ask it in the future too, because I get a lot of that too. Like, oh, you know, you do a lot of different things. You have a lot of different businesses. Like, how do you manage all of it? And to me, it's not different because the the thread that runs through all those things is the same thing, right? So for you, the thread that ties all of the things that you do together is the same. It's based off of your desire to empower the people, you know, that are gonna define creativity and. and uh, thought leadership for the next generation, right? And you want to be a platform for that. So everything you do relates back to that goal. And that's what I would tell people is like, you know, they may seem different on paper, but they're all united by my by thread of wanting to do X, Y, and Z. Um, in terms of tangible steps, I'm going to tell you kind of what I think you should do. Um, if you have any data on your users, whether it's email addresses, phone numbers, whatnot, the first thing I would do is, is really go ahead and create a survey 
ourselves. A couple questions that you can reach out to them about and say, hey, you know, life is crazy. Things are getting weird. Um, what are some of the anxieties that you have about, you know, this year? How can I help? How are you coping with it right now? What other things would help you cope? You know, be that person that, that fills a real need in the community. Be a person that really fills a, a need with the type of content you're creating. Once you do that, you start to listen and you get a little bit of a, uh, you get a little, you get a couple of data points, right, on, yeah. on what your community is going to. From there, start to incorporate that in your content and then see where that takes you. You know, do a three, three month audit and say, wow, okay, after I listened and I incorporate some of this stuff, here's where I'm at. So if, you're, if your community tells you, hey, you know, we really need to figure out how to create a side hustle during the pandemic. Right. You know, go ahead and, and, and kick off a Q&A the week after, which focuses on how to create a legitimate side hustle, you know, during these times. Invite people to it. Have them share. You know, there's a way that you can maybe say, hey, you have to bring a guest to be able to get in for free. You know, simple little hacks like that that just deliver volume. And then deliver your message to a bunch of people. Because I think, you know, you're, you're a clear thinker. You have um, a good sense of purpose. With you, I think the, the deal is you just got to... Um, niche down. You just have to... Yeah, you got to niche down and you got to create some things that hit a little bit harder. Right. Um, give me one... I have to take this call real quick. But I'm just going to mute you. Just stay on the... Stay on the...
sorry, man, I have this, this closing that I have to get done tomorrow, and it's just nuts. I, dude, anyway. I bet. I know, bro. I saw your stories, man. It's like, you you really need some deep... <laughs> I mean, I'm with some shit, yeah. more or less. But yeah, I think you got to niche down a little bit, because I think that... Um, because I think that's the way, you know, I think, I think you're going to relate to more people and you're going to get more spread if you, uh, center your focus. Yeah. Now, this is kind of like a question or I kind of like push back about the niche thing, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's more of like, what can I like, I'm still trying to find it. Like really been thinking about this while I'm here on vacation, like, you know, just needed rest. And I'm like, man, a lot of great stuff has happened and I have to deal with a lot of losses too. Right. And now it's like, what this like sometimes I deal with this imposter syndrome like damn I feel like oh man I'm not getting my chops as, as much respect as I should man I'm like I'm doing shit no one has done at 21 years old and it's like you know um and also you know like you know you, your story about like you know your kidney thing about earn your leisure I'm like I've gone through a similar experience of like almost dying mm-hmm. multiple times and whatever and like my story is like it's funny like how am I public speaking when I wasn't able to speak until like I was four years old at a speech impediment up for you know like mm-hmm. all these trials and tribulations but i know that i'm just going to keep going right and so sometimes right. i deal with this imposter syndrome like am i offering any value or like what way is it going to be valuable that it's going to be like tangible i'm like i'm honestly in create i'm honestly in entrepreneurship because i couldn't get a job like i, I got rejected from walmart and kroger i'm like huh like you know right. got this stacked resume involved in college whatever whatever and like and i'm a great student but I mean, right. I, with that, I'm like, I mean, the end of be, I was like, yo, I want to be in movies and write stuff and do that because that's what right. I love. But I'm like, damn, but, right. you know, I don't want to be a starving artist. Like, like I don't want to be a starving artist because that's not the way. And I'm about generational wealth. Like, my dad, auntie, they're millionaires, whatever. He built a tax business. My auntie does, you know, assisted living. And so I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. there's a path right there. Yeah. But, like, yeah. they're doing it. Like, like, they came over here when they were very, very young. Same with my mom. And they were able to do that. So I'm like, yeah. Right. And my dad's always asking, so what you want to do? You don't want to be a doctor anymore. And I'm like, I mean, I want to add. Or like, I want to have a production company like Vanity Studios right. and um, you right. know, Devon Franklin. Because I really resonate. Like, I know that I have a, the gift of gab a little bit. And I'm trying to continue to refine or like similar with like Nick Cannon. Right. But it's just like, yeah. you know, sometimes I think to... I'm too young. Like, I think I'm too young. Like, what, what do I know? I'm 21. Like, huh? Nah, man, I think when it comes to imposter syndrome, I think that is something that is the most useless thing that you can spend any type of energy on. Because if you even let 1% of imposter syndrome seep into you, you're not going to be able to perform at the level you need to to get to your goals. Right. Simply put, there's no space for that. It's like water and oil don't mix, right? So if, right. You're, if your goals are water, you cannot put oil into the equation. It's not going to work. So... I've done a lot of things in my life that I never thought I could do. I never have had imposter syndrome. It's weird. I've been around people have that have suffered from it, and it's really ruined a lot of careers from from my perspective. But to me, it's like my um, belief in my end goal is so strong right. that isn't anything in between that can crush that. Right. Do you know what I mean? And so you have to kind of anchor yourself the same way to be like, look, if I want X, Y, and Z, because what you're going for is a Herculean, superhuman level of effort, right? Yeah. <laughs> no cap. If you're going to put the super, if you're going to put the super uh, hero cape on, 
you're not going to get scared by a mouse or you're not going to get scared by a roach or whatever. Right, right? Right. That's what imposter syndrome is. It's like a, it's a, it's an insect, you know, to a superhuman. It doesn't make sense. Right. You can't right. have So when you put that superhuman shit on, you got to just, you got to own it. Like, now nah, this is, this is who I am. Um, doubt is necessary, right? Doubt is, right. is, is essential, but that's different from not believing. Yeah. So I think it's just a sense of belief, man. And if you've already come so far, you got to believe that there's more head, you know, ahead for you. And that's that. But, um, but yeah, that, that's how I approach the imposter syndrome thing. And, and honestly, I think when people tell you that you're too young or that you, you have, uh, you don't have enough experience or whatnot. Those are people reflecting their fears onto you. Right. They were too young or they missed out on opportunities. or They didn't know themselves as well at 21. And so they're telling you those things. Look, you know, there is, their elders do hold a lot of truth, right? Like yeah. as, as young people, we learned that the hard way. So it's not about that. But I think I'll tell you straight up, like you could screw up your whole life for the next four years. But at 25, if you were to start over, you'd still have enough time to get your shit together. Exactly. So this time for you is really a beta test. And I know it seems weird when you're in it and you're like, holy shit, you know, I got I to gotta win because I got to survive. And I was the same way. I ran a record label from when I was 16 to 26. And every day for those 10 years, I was in like this crazy pressure cooker in my life. Like I just, you know, I didn't know how to figure it out. Um, I, had, I had a lot of wins. I had a lot of losses. And I spent 10 years in it. I, I, it changed my life. It showed me the world. I, I learned so much from it. But right. at the end of those 10 years, I walked away from that business taking a big financial L because of shit that went down with my partners. And I was like, damn, like, you know, but I had, but I had experienced so much that money didn't matter. Right. And I was able to take my experience, leverage that into a creative agency, make six figures in the first year. And then, you know, six years later, end up where I am now. So I tell you, know, like I bled for my dream for 10 years at the end of those 10 years, ended up losing, you know, 15 grand and was like, holy shit, do I really have to start over? Yeah. And, and so just know that you have time. That, that's my, that's my, uh, that's my thing here is like you got way more time than you think and you have a lot more time to experiment, be right. wrong, right. get back up, try shit, get better. And that's a lot, that's something that I didn't give myself when I was young. I felt like I had to hit, um, I had to hit everything, the bullseye every time. I wish I had taken more time to just experiment and try shit. Yeah, and I, I mean, that's something, you know, like as Gary said and like, you know, JH is like, you know, we do have a, more, a lot more time. But like, I know for me, I'm just like, uh, sometimes I'm like, well, yeah, that's true. Like, for, everybody like being 40, like 40 is not that old. But you know, at the 40's same time, like... 40 is not old, man. It's, it's really not. not. Most it's men not. peak in the early 40s. Like, that's when they finally step into who they are and it's right. crazy but it's cool right you know, right so. i guess sometimes because how everything just happened so fast up to this point like i'm just saying right. okay cool you know a lot of things are happening a little bit faster whatever whatever that's cool like there's a right. little bit of traction but I, like i don't want to be i don't want to be quick i do not want to be a one-hit wonder it's all about and I, I'm gonna I, leave you, yeah, I hear you i'm gonna leave you with this because this is something that i also needed to learn your success is not going to be linear it's not yeah. going to go up and get better every year. And you have to stomach that and accept that. You are going to have to, you know, go up and then go back down to be able to go up again and, and, and take it to that next height. That's that's that tension that's in growth. So, I'll, you know, I'll just keep it a buck with you. Like, it's not going to be linear. You right. know, I'm experiencing that for myself at my age. I thought, 
you know, I had crossed a certain point where I was like, oh, I'm only going up from here. <laughs> and then you know, a coronavirus come through and it's like, oh, okay. Everything is on hold for the next, you know, 18 months because we don't know how we're going to eat. Right. You know, because restaurants, music business, real estate, everything is in, in massive flux. Right. So now I'm like, oh, okay, this is not going to be as linear as I thought. And I'm 32, you know, and I've been through the fire. So just embrace that. It's not going to be linear. But if, you're, if your end goal is still where it is and your North Star, you're pushing towards it, it's just part of the growth process. Mm. So when you say niche down, do you think niche down in terms of the whole purpose, like in terms of everything or just in the season? Niche down in the way you deliver your content. Okay, okay. Niche down keep, the way purpose, you... keep the purpose big, keep the vehicles niche. Purpose you know? big, vehicles niche. And then so – like talking to me, because you know you said like victory. There's the idea of the teacher. There's the idea of the connector. Whatever. Like from just this interaction, what would you say is like? Yeah. Like at you're more like this. Like you're more of this is who you are. Yeah, that you know it, that's that's a good question. Um, I don't know if I have a clear answer. I will say if you're more of a generalist, then being a connector is typically more suited for your personality. Right. Because, you know, when you invite people up and, and you start talking about things, if you don't know specific, or if you don't know certain, you know, how to communicate in that language, it does hinder you a little bit. Right. Right. But if you have the ability to connect and whether that's connecting two people or connecting with one person to elevate their story, there's a lot of wealth, wealth in that, you know, so like um, you uh, how I built this with Guy Raz, the NPR podcast. I don't know if you've yes, if yes. So that you know, Guy Raz to me is not a specialist because he doesn't. I don't know what he did before this. <laughs> he's a generalist. He's a really good at his job, but I think he's more of like he's more of like a listener and a connector, and that's what makes him so great. Right. And and there's space for that. Not everybody needs to be an expert. Some people can just be uh, the 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 connectors, the the grease in the wheel that keeps things moving and connects the you know, different types of thinkers and different types of things. But you're about to give a TED Talk, so you can make that transition into being a specialist, you know what I mean? And you can you can really niche down on your personal brand, depending on what that story is. Yeah. So I would really use that moment to, like, define, this is what I'm going to be talking about, and this is who I am. For. Yeah, and just that I know you, your time is very valuable, but, like, the, uh, my idea of the TED Talk is called the highlight effect, and the basis of the highlight effect is, how have I been able to utilize my successes or my endeavors to continue to inspire other people and like stories about like how other people were highlighted in order for them to shine. Right. Like, you know, right. my friend, my friends have always said like, yo bro, you're so inspiring. Like you inspired me to do this podcast. You inspired me to write this book. You like just your whole aura and your whole being. And I know that for me, some, cause sometimes I, sometimes there's sometimes in my heart, I'm like, well, nobody really did that for me. But I know that I yep. want to be able to do that for other people and actually give yeah, them for sure, love. for sure. So yeah, it, it's basically you're paying it forward. Yeah, and you're giving it all you go, and that's a big that's that's a powerful statement. Right, and that's the whole basis yeah. of the TED Talk. So I think I think make, yeah, make sure you nail that, and then that's going to open up a ton of opportunities and also allow you to be an expert, a leader in that in that space, and that's how you're going to move forward. So hopefully this was helpful. I appreciate you for for scheduling the session. You have my email, so anytime you want to reach out about something, uh, definitely use me as a resource. And, you know, if it's helpful to hop back on a call, you let me know. I'm happy to do that. Yes, sir, man. I really appreciate it, man. That, like, I guess it's just another confirmation. I'm really grateful for your advice, your time, your experience, and you just 
um, just giving me some game. It's really helped a lot. That's right. You got it, man. Keep going. Just don't stop. Be consistent. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Have a blessed day, man. Yes, sir. Be well. Peace. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Make sure you go watch the podcast on YouTube if you haven't. And make sure you go follow us on IG Campus Cuts Pod and follow us on each and every social media network. Thank you so much for the help. Hopefully that we can get up back to where we were and hope you have a blessed day. Continue to share it, like it, love it, subscribe, and enjoy your time. Peace.